the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Now, we have in studio today my good friend and co-host and producer, Carl, Big Papa Welsh. Hola. How are we estás? doing, Carl? And who we got on the show today? I'm doing fantastic. Today, we have two incredibly fantastic people. We have Crystal Cole Matson. Crystal is the president of the Oakland African American Chamber of Commerce. And uh, we have, excuse me, I had to catch my breath. Uh, and we have New Orleans Bill, Bill Washington. Bill is a food wholesaler uh, to supermarkets all throughout the state of California. And we're going to have a fantastic conversation today about that. Well, tell us, Bill. Come on. Tell us about who you are, Bill. And I'm just curious about this Creole potato salad. Come on. Okay. Well, I'm a a food wholesaler of New Orleans Creole potato salad for the last 22 years to a supermarket all up and down the state and in other parts of the country. I'm known for my New Orleans Creole potato salad, which is the fastest-selling food item in Albertson's Deli history in the Bay Area. Oh, Back wow. Back when there were Albertson's in the Bay Area. Wow. And... I'm an ex-accountant, escapee from corporate America, and I consider myself uh, very knowledgeable in the business of food. Mm. It's one thing to uh, be able to cook or be a chef, but the business end of it is where a lot of people, especially in, in our community, fall short. We, we've never been taught the business end of food. So tell us what do you mean exactly by that? What do you mean by the business end? Well, when you think about it, when you're cooking at home and everybody loves your food, they come to your house, you take it to networking events, whatever, that's cooking. But once you take it outside home and you take it, let's say, to a supermarket like Safeway or Albertsons, all of a sudden, all that control you had over your food when you were doing it at home, you don't have it anymore. The supermarkets... They own the territory. All that food in the supermarkets, the supermarkets don't, they don't cook that food. They buy it from other wholesale companies like myself, and they control that. And all of a sudden, what your whole thing of, well, my food tastes great, everybody loves it, that becomes such a small piece of being in the food business because you have so many other factors 
that are much more important than how good your food tastes, the man, business end of it. Man, that is so important, and that's almost a perfect segue to bring on Crystal, because Crystal and I know it being chamber presidents, that's what we tell people. If you're a good mechanic, that's one thing to fix a car. But once you own the shop, it's a whole different story. Crystal, right. why don't you uh, chime in and, and tell us a little bit about what you do at the Oakland African-American Chamber of Commerce? Well, Carl, thanks for having us on the show. Um, the Oakland African-American Chamber of Commerce is committed to advancing economic opportunity and creating favorable business, favorable business environments by supporting, promoting, and advocating for African-American uh, small businesses. And so, you know, we believe that you have to have both the small businesses, uh, the local officials, and uh, the corporations on board in order to create opportunity for economic empowerment and economic opportunity for black entrepreneurs. So we do focus on, you know, what Bill is talking about. It's really getting down to the nuts and bolts of how do we make sure that our black businesses are successful and have opportunities beyond just um, the small selling opportunities, but into uh, commercial uh, selling and selling into the markets like like Bill was talking about. Hey, Chris, I heard you say about uh, black businesses, but your chamber is like my chamber. You don't have to be black to be a member of the Oakland African-American Chamber of Commerce, right? Oh, no, of course not. Uh, Our chamber is focused on making sure that um, African-American black entrepreneurs have a place, a safe place, a place to feel that they've been supported, a place um, where they can seek advocacy and a place where they can find community. However, uh, we welcome everyone to come and be a be a part of our community. I think. You know, diversity is really important in any organization, in any company, and you can't just do it with one type of person. So we welcome everyone, and we often partner with our um, Vietnamese Chamber of Commerce, our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, our Metro Chamber of Commerce, um, in order to make sure that we are giving our our businesses um, exposure to different um, uh, subsets of the industry, as well as giving them opportunities to really build networks outside of our own community. And does it help by the fact that uh, Crystal, that you're in a, that you are a business attorney, and I guess you used to work in the civil rights industry as well? Does it help when you bring that type of of skill and experience and knowledge into what you're doing right now with creating these economic opportunities for businesses? I would say so. When I was working at the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights, I was a staff attorney leading the economic justice program, and the purpose of that program was really to provide pro bono legal services to low-income folks and entrepreneurs of color who generally don't have access to legal services. Business legal services can be very expensive. Uh, for example, if you want to form an entity, it could cost you anywhere from 2000 upward, um, depending on what type of firm what type of firm you're able to secure. So uh, we have seen that, um, we know that a lot of small businesses fail within the first five years. Uh, for people of color, th- that number is even you know higher. And so, you know, we talk about funding a lot and access to capital as one of the issues that plague small business owners. But I also believe that it's a lack of access to legal services because there's right. some risk management tools that can really help small businesses create a stable um, environment, create a stable platform so that they can actually grow a sustainable small business. And so 
that's kind of how I got into this space is really figuring out what are the basic things that businesses, business owners should know when they're starting. Um, so we do everything from um, legal workshops on entity formation to um, employment law conversations about, you know, you're hiring your first employee, are they an employee or an independent contractor? That has ramifications not only for um, you as a business owner, but also for the employee. Um, we also do, we realize that access to capital is a big issue. So we have uh, finance workshops. We work with local uh the CDFIs and banks to put on programming that will speak to um, opportunities for small businesses to access capital to grow their businesses. And then we also uh, look into marketing and front end of the business, right? How are you connecting with your consumer? Uh, how are you branding and marketing yourself so that you can really have a piece of this market, especially in the digital, this digital uh, day? And you teach that? You teach that in the, uh, uh, from the uh, chamber in Oakland? Yes, we do. We That's do. Nice. We have a number of programs and workshops that we put in place. Um, and pretty much every month it's, we have programming and then we also have this development opportunity. So, uh, for example, we believe that uh, community partnership is key. Uh, so we work with 100 black men locally. We work, work with 100 black women, the NAACP, and a number of other groups to put on monthly mixers to really bring our business communities together. And it, it includes not only our entrepreneurs, but it's also includes folks who are in corporate America or who are in, you know, local government, um, just bringing folks together and say, how can we really work together to build the economic, um, to build our community um, and increase our economic footprint in this space? Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, I know there's something that's going to happen uh, later this month, this Safeway Diversity Supplier Chat. And this question is for Bill and you, Crystal. Bill, you may want to take the first shot at this. Uh, what is this about and when is it? Oh, on July 25th of this month, uh, we're having a Safeway Diversity Supplier Chat, uh, which covers uh, a discussion on getting your products into the supermarket and keeping them there. We, it all came about, um, I'm a supplier to Safeway, and I was trying to collaborate with other African-American suppliers they have and we had a, a heck of a time trying to find any other ones. I was only able to find one, which is the Gumbo Brick Company out of L.A., and that alerted me to the fact, well, you know what? We need to do something to let our community know about getting their products into these stores because we have the food in our community, just like every other community, but folks don't know how to go about getting it into the stores and I called Safeway, the head of their supplier diversity, and I was talking to them about putting on a seminar and concerning the subject, and he told me, well, Bill, why don't you talk to Crystal at the Oakland Black Chamber, because she's thinking about doing the same thing. Oh, wow. Isn't that perfect? Well, isn't there more to it, though? And, Crystal, you guys can jump on it. There's more to just being able to cook the food. How do you scale up? How do you, how do you get volume to your food and packaging and getting it all together? How do you do that in, in like, two minutes? we got two minutes for this segment. Oh, well, well first thing, let, let me say, the head of Safeway Supply Diversity nationwide has agreed to be on the panel at this event which is really unusual for them, somebody like him, to come out for a community event. He has agreed to be there, and we're going to have a question and answer session 
we're going to uh, have the those who show up win, win an assessment, a chance of winning an assessment of their product, which is what they really need. They need someone to look at their product and see what it looks like if, if it's ready to go into the supermarkets. Forget how good it tastes. That's not what it's about. It's about is your product ready business-wise to go on the shelf in the supermarket, and we're going to allow everyone to give their 20-second elevator pitch because you never know who's in the room. You never know. And all this is based on my prior experiences when I first started uh, in this business. But Crystal's done a great job setting it up. It's going to be at the Oak Stop in Oakland on 1721 Broadway. It's going to start at 6 p.m. And we're telling everyone to uh, register early because we think it's going to sell out. Crystal has the information on where they can go to register. Um, yeah, we may want to get that. Crystal, you may want to share that right now. we got about 30 seconds. Like, Where could people go register? Is there a phone number, a link or something? Share that with the audience. Yes. So we have, um, you can reach the information on our website, oaacc.org. You can call our office at 510-268-1600. And you can go directly to the registration link at chat with Safeway dot eventbrite.com that's chat with Safeway dot eventbrite.com and so we welcome you to come we hope that you will show up and this is like Bill said a once in a lifetime opportunity to really learn from folks who have done it who are in the stores and are willing to share their information and the chief diversity officer of Safeway wow. so we hope that you will attend well we're going to make sure they get it Crystal so we'll be right back after this break you're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connection This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Baby, baby, I got the feeling... Uh, that's the way we like to come back. <laughs> You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. And I have my co-host, Mr. Carl Welsh, here, too. And we've been talking to Bill Washington. He's known as what? New Orleans Bill? New Is that Orleans right, Bill? Bill? Yeah. Hey, Bill, well, tell us a little bit more about, uh, you wanted to talk more about this Safeway sup- uh, Supplier Diversity event that uh, Crystal and you were talking about last segment? Yes. Um, as I was saying, there's, we are totally unrepresented in the wholesale food business. All that food in the supermarkets, the stores don't make it. They buy it from other companies. And I, I've been in this business 22 years, and especially in California, you cannot find hardly any African-American companies with products in the stores. I also used to be a uh, consultant for the city of San Francisco, sort of what I call the consultant in the hood, where Hunters Point, Bayview, I would uh, consult businesses there on trying to get into the food business. And the one thing I saw was uh, people with great products. I mean, some of the best tasting food you've ever had, but they had no concept of the business end of it. Mm-hmm. And as I kept going in this business, the consulting and in my personal business, I kept running into the situation, great products, but folks had no idea of the business end of it. So a couple of weeks, well, a few months ago, um, I was talking to the, the head of Safeway Supply Diversity, Jonathan, and I said, man, you know what? We need to do a seminar or something 
where we can kind of give people, an, at least give them an idea, a motivation on how to get products into the supermarkets. And then also, once you get your products into the supermarket, as we like to say, that's when your job as the owner of the product, that's when it really starts, because you've got to keep it flying off of those shelves. Otherwise, they'll kick your product out. And he agreed. It's taken us about eh, a few months to get it set up. Now we, we do. The things we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to cover food business stuff like uh, pricing. How do you price your product? A lot of companies, I'm sorry to say, they pull a price out of the sky, and it's not just the food companies that do it. Yeah, that's what I was um, going to ask you about. I mean, there's more things, and I want you to stay on that, but there's more things than not just pricing. That is your deal, but how do you package your food? They have to know how to pack. How do you cook to scale? How do well, you how do you market that? Do you go over all those things too, Bill? Absolutely, absolutely, and those those are critical. But I always tell folks, and I'm I'm biased, of course, because I'm an ex accountant. But I tell people their first two stops are number one to a, a lawyer, an attorney, because you've got to make sure you're set up right, whether it's a family business or not. You have to be set up right, so whenever anything comes up, there's no question about who does what or where the money goes. The second most important thing is you have to visit an accountant because you've got to know how much it costs you to make your product. You've got to know how much you want to. How much do you want to make? Do you want to become a millionaire with this product? Do you want it to be just some side income, or do you want it to replace your income from your present job? The only way you know is if you go to an accountant and let him run the numbers for you. Well, Bill, you know, you made that two stops, one to the attorney, one to the accountant. That's two stops. Bill, I'm here to advocate that you make one stop, and that's to the chamber first, and we'll get you connected to those other two stops, okay? Okay, okay. all right. So, yeah, okay. so, Bill, you also you talked about you talked about pricing, and I know uh, uh, <clears throat> there's pricing. You know, you have your product. We call it the four P's, your pricing, your product, your placement, and your packaging. All that, all those go into the uh, the behavior of uh, the success of of uh, companies being in some of these, like being wholesalers in a retail shop. And you mentioned something about re- about wholesale. And what's the difference between when you say wholesale and retail? When we don't we don't even know much about wholesale, how do we even get into the retail shops? Okay, well, retail is is, and, and I'm speaking from the food industry side. Right. Retail is like restaurants or catering, where you're selling direct to the public. Wholesale is where you're selling to the restaurants, the caterers, or the supermarkets. And you think about it. If you're selling to these guys and then they're going to sell it to the public, you can't. You got to have to make sure your your product is priced correctly. Where you all of a sudden it's like you've got somebody between you and the public and the retail side. So you have to have a lower price and make your money generally off of volume, because especially if you're selling to the big supermarkets, the supermarkets own the land, they own the shelves that the right. products are on. And that makes a difference. The lights, the gas, everything. And if they decide to put your product in on that shelf where it will sell 24-7, you can go home and go to sleep and your product is still in there selling. And that's that placement. Wherever they place you at in the retail stores, that that decides some of the success. Oh, absolutely. The the placement and your packaging. And so so you were talking about uh, earlier about the different locations that you're in. You're in you were in Albertsons and Safeways, Walgreens, Save Mart, Costco. I mean, you were all across the board, a lot of these different retail shops. 
So, so that yeah. gives you the experience to teach people about all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and and what's what's so fascinating from not from a good standpoint is I've been doing this twenty two years, and still every day I run into people who still basically are at the same point of of knowledge about this industry as from twenty two years ago right. when I first started. Right. And I'm like, wow, people don't know this. And there's so much to know. And the picture's ever-changing. It's always evolving. When you're dealing with these stores, you've got food brokers. You can, food, you can hire a food broker, and they can sell your product for you. There's a big question mark on how effective they are, but mm-hmm. that's their job. You pay them a percentage of the business. They have these automatic meetings with, let's say, with Safeway. It may take you six months to get an appointment to show your product to Safeway. These food brokers have monthly appointments with the Safeway people or the Albertsons people. Okay, so it's one avenue to go to. Hey, can we pause for just a second on that? And we got uh, about four or five minutes to go. Food broker. You know, that sounds like another area where there's probably not a lot of African-American food brokers you've seen. Is that true, Bill? Or have you seen some? I've seen maybe three, again, in all my years of, of, of selling to the supermarkets. Um, and, and that brings you back to your pricing also, because, again, if you're wholesale, you've got a food broker, and generally, um, off the top of my head, you pay them 2 to 5% of business they generate. Um, then you've got to include that in your pricing. Right. Okay. Um, but you've got to have them. Some supermarket chains won't talk to you, your company, directly. They will only talk to your broker. Then a few years later, they changed it. They didn't want to talk to your broker. They want you to pass on that 2 to 5% to them, to them in, a, yeah. in the form of a price reduction. So when you're talking about pricing now, we understand you specialize in potato salad. You have, you're an award-winning potato salad. Um, you look at your pricing, you look at the, the cost of producing the food, then you look at your broker, and you look at the packaging, and then you look at the, the cost of sales and shipping. How does that break out for you? When you talk about the... the People not knowing how much that costs, but what percentage of that should be your should be your profit? Should you ten percent, fifteen percent? Well, the experts say you have to make forty five percent profit on a wholesale food business. But wow, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, and that's I don't see where that's well it depends. In my case, I use what we call co packers, where you pay other companies to manufacture your product who are already set up to manufacture products. I have a company in L.A. that manufactures my, my uh, Creole potato salad for me. I've got a company in Birmingham, Alabama that manufactures it. And I have a company in San Diego that manufactures my uh, sweet potato cookies. So, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I've been waiting <laughs> to hear that. Go ahead. Tell us about it. So I contract everything out. Now, all of a sudden, though, there's another entity in there that has to make a profit. So all of a sudden you've got, I have to make a profit, the supermarket has to make a profit, uh, the, the company manufacturing my products has to make one, mm-hmm. the broker has to make one, and then it gets to the public. So how are you going to do all that? And you have to have a huge marketing, 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 marketing budget, yeah. which is where we fall a lot of times, and still make 45% profit. That's, that's almost impossible and then you also have to be competitive with the big boys, especially in California. 
in the supermarkets, you're competing against the big boys, the big, some of the biggest food companies in the world. So that's why people need to come to this event and Absolutely. they need to connect with you. So make sure before this over, we get a, a way to people who listen to this show who are interested in doing this bill that they can reach you because you have a wealth of knowledge, it looks like here. Yeah, and, and I, I, I want to share it with people. I've, I've tried to set up consulting uh, companies with, with other folks to try and, and dispense some of this knowledge out. And again, it's, it's not a one-time knowledge thing. The, the industry is ever-evolving. It grows, it grows, yeah. These supermarkets, they're buying each other out, they're merging, and like Amazon just bought Whole Foods, and, that and that's what I want to ask you about Amazon. Does that not scare you, the fact that Amazon now just kind of bought the world and we're just kind of living in it? Well, you got Amazon, you got Hope, you got uh, Walmart. Uh, and in my industry, they're all, this has been going on for a while anyway. Albertson has bought Safeway. <laughs> Safeway bought. Well, so how do you tell the small businesses that are trying to get into where you are? How do, quickly, now, how do you tell those small businesses, these are all the things you got to deal with, but, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, that's definitely something for later uh, because I think that's a whole different type of a show. Uh, I do want to say so, the Safeway Diversity Supplier Chat, Tuesday, July 25th. It's at Oak Stop, 1721 Oakland, or Broadway Street, Oakland, California. Uh, you can register at, uh, what is this, chatwithsafeway.eventbrite.com. I'll say that again. Yeah, chatwithsafeway.eventbrite.com. And they better register quickly because it's going to sell out. Quickly. I'll give my phone number and email address for those who... Go ahead. Uh, give it to us quickly. We, we, and we'll put this up on our website also. Okay. New Orleans Bill at AOL.com and 510-547-6116. And again, this is an opportunity to meet Jonathan, the head of Safeway Supply Diversity Nationwide, establish a relationship with him. That is invaluable. And a great way to come meet New Orleans' Bill Washington. Bill, it has been a true pleasure talking to you. Uh, we look forward to talking to you more. We definitely wish you luck on the on the uh, event that you're doing and on all the food that you're providing for us hungry people. <laughs> uh, thank I you, Bill. Hey, Bill, we're out of time, but uh, we thank you for hey, that. Send us some sweet potato cookies, man. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody who'd like to hear the show again, you can go to blackchamber.com. Other than that, until next week, stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.